0: Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special Selection Sunday recap special of the Corner 3 Podcast, where we're going to go through the bracket, we're going to talk about everything that happened and see what we think about everything that happened today in the college basketball world. Tim Daniel here as always bringing in our college basketball analyst, our good pal Taylor Bergfield. How are you, man?
1: Uh, good. How about you, man?
0: I am good. So uh, a lot to talk about today, a lot of crazy, crazy things that happened in the polls. Actually, not really. This is a pretty mellow selection. Yeah, I think, they,
1: I think they actually got it right. There's teams that they thought were going to be in, who's in, who's out, just kind of bubble drama. But for the most part, I think they kind of hit it right on the head.
0: Yeah, I agree. So... Going through here, uh, let's start with the one seeds, being Nova, Zaga, Kansas, and your beloved North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah. I think they got that right. Um, I thought Duke had a decent case, but I didn't think that four days made up for an up-and-down season.
1: Yeah, they finished fifth in the conference. Now, if they finished second or third and you know win the four games, the, well, they wouldn't have to win four games. But say they did win the ACC tournament, I can see your argument. They did beat Carolina Joyce. I mean, that helps their case, but... Same thing with you. I think they sometimes put too much weight on the conference tournaments. Carolina won the ACC, which is arguably the best league by two games. I think they, I think they've, uh, I kind of just gave that to them based off of that.
0: Yeah, and that was also proof that conference tournaments don't matter. Hey, Notre Dame, what's up?
1: <laughs> I mean, for the other most part, Gonzaga. Everybody was worried about, you know, when they lost the one game against BYU in the regular season. They still swept through their conference tournament really easily, and I still think one loss is not enough for them to get knocked off the line. Um, Nova, obviously. East champions and they had a great year again. And then Kansas, even though they lost to TCU, they still they played great off season and they won the Big Twelve for the thirteenth time in a row, which is Bill Self conference, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, Bill Self patient over there. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, West Virginia looked good for a little bit there. I thought they might have a shot, but other than that, it looked like that was a, that was typical Kansas running. Iowa State that.
1: impressed me too. They showed up big time in the tournament. Always thought, always knew they were a tournament team. Knew they'd you know be all right and win maybe a game or two and going to the second weekend, but. I, mean, I watched the Big 12 Championship game, and it was, I mean, they handled West Virginia pretty solid. Can they Anybody who Hoiberg doesn't... Back?
0: Huh? Can they bring? Can they take Fred Hoiberg back? Uh, they
1: can. They, I don't know. They got the guy, I forget their coach's name, but he's done a pretty good job so far, so...
0: Yeah, he has. So, um, I think it's kind of crazy, too. There wasn't, you know, like you said, I think they got it right. There wasn't a lot of teams, you know, maybe Syracuse had the best case for a team that didn't get in that should have got in, but even then, their RPI wasn't exactly jaw-dropping. Their record against top 50 teams wasn't outstanding, but beat duke
1: they were 18 and 14 they i mean they lost to st john's and boston college who were pretty bad teams this year and like you said yeah they beat duke they beat florida state but i don't know i feel like you're out of with the acc your out of conference schedule doesn't have to be that loaded you just can't finish eighth and then lose your first conference tournament game and then expect to get in but bayheim always spends it somehow that his players got cheated and everything's wrong so somehow, but then the other teams that really didn't make it in were Illinois State, which they had one win against the top 50, which was Wichita State, and then they got beat pretty handily in their conference tournament against Wichita State, and then California. Um, Pac-12, it's always kind of been a three-team Pac-12 league with UCLA, Oregon, and Arizona, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people thought Cal would we jump in, but they had to beat Oregon two nights ago, and they still didn't, so I think that was like, kind of the deciding factor for them.
0: I kind of wanted to see Ivan Rab in this tournament. Yeah,
1: I mean, I you look at some teams, and Sometimes you are like, okay, well, they're injured and whatnot, and yeah, you want to see the best players play, just kind of like with Markel Fultz, like, you know, outside, many college people who don't, like, understand and watch the game, they're not going to realize how good he is, kind of with Dennis Smith Jr., like, yeah. you know, you want to see a game that he goes off in the tournament and be awesome, but people aren't going to have to wait until he gets in the NBA.
0: Yeah, which isn't going to be too far away, there's a few <laughs> lottery picks just named right there. So, let's kind of go through here a bit, too. Um, I thought, you know, looking at two seats, too, I thought they all had great cases, Um I thought that, obviously, we mentioned Duke had a case for a one seed because of what they did. I think Arizona definitely had a case for a one seed. Yeah. Uh, but, obviously, you know, I, I don't think they made their own case.
1: They had 30 wins, which kind of impressive on their own. And they won the Pac-12, which is nice. I think the biggest winner of the two seeds is Louisville. They, um, I think if Oregon Chris Boucher doesn't get hurt, I think they're the, the last two or maybe even the one out in the West, Gonzaga or something. But with Louisville losing to Duke... Um, Louisville's thanking Duke for beating a base or for winning the ACC because Duke get a two seed and Louisville solidifies himself as a two. That they're a pretty tough matchup, and same with Kentucky. They've been hotter than anybody in the country too, so I think they got it right with all the twos exactly.
0: Yeah, I did too. I think that uh, it's pretty interesting that U and UK both got two seeds. Uh, you don't see that too often. Um, I really do like Arizona's case. Uh, I thought that you know that's the West bracket. It's probably the easiest of the four.
1: Yeah, I mean it's Gonzaga. People always over like overlook them and say they're not going to win, which history shows this Gonzaga hasn't really lived up to their standards. But with you, I think it's maybe a one, there's maybe three or four teams that could come out of that region, but leaning heavily towards Arizona, though that's what a lot of people have.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be the kind of the, the big major pick. I don't know why people don't believe in Gonzaga. I feel like just because they're a small school, like people don't. live like, it's done a hell of a job there for and a with, long time.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like the Wichita State factor, which I called it like two years ago when they or three years ago when they went to the Final Four against Louisville. Um. yeah, the small school, people don't watch them. They're from Seattle, and they're, they're a three-hour tip, you know, the 11 o'clock games usually. East Coast, nobody really wants to watch them. And they play in a crappy conference, like, we'll be honest. But it doesn't mean anything. They had Wiltshire, the transfer for – I mean, Kentucky. He was really good for them. Karnowski's really good this year for him. Nigel Williams-Goss, another great guard. Like, they have the pieces to win. It's just – they're kind of like Arizona. They just got to get over the hump. And when they do that, you never know. They could win it all, but they, so they just get bad matchups sometimes. They get teams who run up the tempo against them and – they're not really as a- much athletic as other teams, and it causes their downfall sometimes.
0: I don't know if we'll ever see. You think we'll ever see another, like Butler run for those teams?
1: <sighs> you never. I mean, last year you had 11 seed in the Final Four, so I mean, but you know, there's so, small schools are getting a lot better. Like I think a Rhode Island or a Middle Tennessee State can win some games in the tournament, but to the Final Four national championship, I, I I don't know. I think some of the Blue Bloods or the like the top seeds will give them trouble. Butler was, I mean, they lost in 2010 with Hayward to Duke in the title game, and the next year lost in the championship game to UConn. Like. I don't think we'll get a run, like you said, like that. It's hard to go back-to-back or even go to the Final Four, let alone master Championship again. So
0: Yeah, maybe if they can get Gordon Hayward back and throw <laughs> another Hail Mary.
1: Oh, that – I would have give anything. I was there. I would give anything for that to go in. It would have saved me a lot of heartache watching Duke win another one. So.
0: Oh man, it was so awesome. I still like I watched it recently. I didn't realize how close it was. Yeah, I
1: mean that team itself: Shelvin Mack, Ronald Norad, Gordon Hayward. Like, there's a lot of good players, and it just shows you how good of coach Stevens was because they were. I think they were like a eight or nine seed. Like, they just kind of walked through the tournament. and Nobody yeah. really believed in them, and then what do you know? And it was in Indianapolis too, that Final Four. So they were getting like a lot of the hometown support and stuff. So, but yeah, that ah, that have been a great championship. They would have won that.
0: I, I, yeah, I completely agree. So it's been, it's so interesting because I think when you look at this group and you look at these, these I mean, these regions, like the South region that won the Carolinas the one and Kentucky to two is stacked.
1: Yeah, the, bo- I think the bottom half really is. um, You got Kentucky uh, playing the winner of Dayton, Wichita State, which I think Wichita State will win. But then you, you know, Sweet 16 matchup with UCLA. A lot of people, UCLA was ranked third in the country two weeks ago, like, and now they're a three seed in the South. Like, a game that a sweet 16 that you're going to play them. Then you have to potentially play the number one seed Carolina. Like that's a lot of stress and a lot of like energy. They're going to be playing on a Thursday, then a Saturday to get to the final four. And then let alone you get to the final four and you play two teams again. Like it's, I think it's going to be wear them out games and it's UCLA, Kentucky are they're going to run if they get there. Let's hope they do just to see it. But that's That lower part, if you can't take a day off in March. It's going to be nuts.
0: I can't root for Kentucky to win, man. I can't root for them to beat NKU. Uh,
1: you know, I think that game will be close for maybe three minutes of the game, considering <laughs> I do go there and my team. But, yeah, I you pray. I mean, you pray it goes to the second half even close. It would be awesome to see. But I don't know. If he, if NKU did win that, you'd have a lot of upset fans in the bluegrass, and I think Cal would have to jump to the NBA because I don't know how you keep your job after that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, I think that um I mean for the, let's I guess we can kinda of focus on that. For those who do listen to our show outside of our local area, we apologize. But we are not I mean, we are a we can throw a rock to NKU's campus for where we are right now. And it's uh been a really cool story to watch them. It's their first season of being eligible to play in the postseason. They won nine games last year. This year they won twenty three. They win their conference, they beat um I mean that was a dec- it was an interesting conference tournament to yeah, say the I'm, least. You
1: had the favorites were Oakland and Valpo. Valpo has Alex Peters, who's a, like a power forward. He's a stud. Horizon League Player of the Year. Did a lot for him. He goes down with an injury. So you're looking at, okay, NKU plays Valpo their senior day. NKU gets to win. You're like, all right, they can compete with these teams. And the first day of the conference tournament, Oakland gets beat. Valpo gets beat the same day. You're like, all right, Northern's a favorite. Like, And you you want to think, like, okay, they'll walk through it. But you want to walk through it. But... You know, when they actually did it, it was kind of amazing. They played Milwaukee, who was, like, that losing record. I think they were, like, 10-23 and 23 or something along those lines. Something mm-hmm. really bad. And it was a close game. And then just sweating bullets. It's, I'm it's glad to see from the university. Like, it's pretty cool because it's a great facility. You know, they're starting to get Kentucky kids to come up and play for them. So, it's something you want to see grow. And this does nothing but help it, especially playing against U.K. Like, a lot of the kids on the team are probably U.K. fans themselves. So, you know, to play against some of their favorite players is going to be pretty cool for them.
0: One of the kids on the team played at Alabama and transferred. Yep.
1: And because Brandon, the head coach, he was there. So he, I mean, he doesn't, he knows how aggressive and probably intense they're going to be. So I don't think they have a shot. I mean, it'd be cool. Don't get me wrong. People said that about Florida Golf Coast a couple years ago when they played Georgetown. Didn't pick them at all and they won. But uh, NKU is very small and UK is going to have their way with them. But you never know.
0: Yeah, it's that's the beauty of it. So. I think that what surprises me because in our area like i think that watching like all the people that are pulling for kentucky in this game also everything i need to know about them as a human being
1: oh yeah they they're so <laughs> you see people all over twitter and facebook rooting for nku and a lot of uk fans are like oh man i didn't want to have to root against nku this tournament now i'm gonna to have to like come on like they don't stand a chance like at least show some love for northern but you're right there are people in kentucky they love their wildcats and they'll do anything to watch them win so they're going to rag on NKU, I guess. And you know, if the lead is close, you watching the refs get blamed or something. Or it's, they're going to start right. bad-mouthing some kids from Cold Springs just because cats might lose. So, I don't know. It would be cool to see. It's a great story. You knew it was coming. You knew it was either going to be Kentucky or Louisville just because yeah. in Indy, they want the matchup to get a lot of fans up there. So, it's good for it, though.
0: I went to their Selection Sunday show today, at Northern. Um, it was a really, really neat thing. It was my first time ever going to one. And just watching the crowd, like, they came in, so I had an older lady that sat next to me through it, and it was really neat. She was telling me the story about her husband had season tickets since 2009, and they would be going to every home game just as a thing to do, and they ended up, like, getting to know the players. So... They traveled this year to Detroit for the conference championship, and when they won, she said that the actual the players pulled her and her husband on the court with them to celebrate. That's and awesome. I thought that was a really yeah, good thing.
1: That's, I mean, because back in 09 that's that's the D two days into the D one, so like they're getting more popular areas, and if they're staying around the team that long, then they should be a part of the team themselves. That's pretty awesome. The players did that for them, though.
0: Yeah, I know. I I mean, they have some kids I like. Uh, Maybe not that I think you could really hang. You know, the Drew McDonald kid, obviously, is going to be, like, the focus of NKU basketball, as he should. He's been kind of like their like shit player. Yeah. Uh, I like the LeVon Holland kid. I think that he athletically probably can't keep up with a Malik Monk, but I think that he's going to be able to make some plays here and there on Monk, because Monk does have that tendency to kind of slack.
1: They're gonna to have to NKU's gonna to have to shoot real well. And the funny thing about Holland, he uh he went to Ballard High School down in Louisville, and he played with Keelan Martin, who plays for Butler, and Quentin Snyder, who's the point guard for Louisville. So it's kind of cool seeing all three of those guys in the tournament together. And like you said, Drew's a good four for NKU, and then Carson Williams, a kid off the bench, and Cole Murray. They're they got some athletes, they got some shooters, but they're gonna to have to play their best game of their lives to even come close to Kentucky. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: I bet that spread opens up at the minimum, I'd say, twelve and a half.
1: Yeah. I'm probably going to go 22, 23 points. You think so? Yeah, I think it'll be high. I, yeah. Like you said, they're going to – UK is going to have their will on offense, so it's all about Northern and how consistent they're going to be on the offensive end.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. So let's, let's take that focus while we're on. Let's go ahead and talk about the South region to start this out. Um, I think the most exciting players there. Uh, I think you have to obviously go. You have to look at Lonzo Ball. Yep. As much as you don't want to talk about him because I'm sure Lavar Ball probably googled his name, and brought up this podcast, and looked him up and said, "Well, those guys don't know what they're talking about." He's because, better than Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. He's the next LeBron James. Uh, and you know, I, I like Lonzo as a talent. I think he's a very talented kid. But uh, he's got to probably be the most exciting player there. Obviously, Monk and Fox, who had great runs in the SEC tournament. Um, you're Carolina guys, so like, there's a lot of really fun players to watch in this region.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, Lonzo Ball, and everybody's praying for that Kentucky, Kentucky uh, UCLA matchup in the Sweet 16, just because the game at up this year was a great one, and another like, chance you get to see Fox versus Ball, Monk versus Leaf. You know, Steve Alford's son Bryce is going to play well too. So that, like that, UK is obviously loaded on the front court and the guards. Um, Carolina with the kind of three and four year players that play pretty well uh it's we've talked about it it's kind of easy on the top end for carolina which is good for my end but at the bottom part i mean kentucky maybe not have to play a wichita state in the second round is really really tough i think they'll handle them i think they'll be fine but at the same time like you never know those games come down close so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for them
0: that's not a game kentucky i mean kentucky I, i'm with you i believe kentucky wins that game too but that's a tough game for them
1: yeah i mean they're they're a 10 seed which that's kind of goes back to the committee like it doesn't, when they oversee teams to underseat them, like, it doesn't do anything good for their opponents. Like, Dayton's a solid 17, Atlantic 10. They lost in the semifinals. But, like, playing Wichita State a 10 seed is, like, ouch. Like, that you know what I mean? Like, okay, we're a 17. We're supposed to be rewarded with a durable matchup. Now we're playing Wichita State, who has 30 wins. Like, now we've got to handle that on our plate. So, and I think Wichita does beat them and gets to Kentucky. But, yeah, you're right. Like, second-round matchup. Look at, I mean, most of the two 10 matchups you're playing, like, some lower-seeded teams that they should walk through. But Kentucky's going to have their handful, because Greg Marshall knows how to win in March, and he, his system works.
0: Plus, they're still pissed that Kentucky won their perfect season. Oh, yeah,
1: that was that was a matchup. That's everybody wanted, to. when Kentucky was the 8th seed. And I was pulling hard for them, but, of course, Cal gets his way, and they win again, so.
0: Yeah, so, um, but lowest seed most likely to pull a win in this region i think for me um i went ahead and picked it i thought you know obviously I picked wichita state to win like we mentioned there i think they'll get through dayton and then um i think the other one other than that was middle tennessee state for me i think i'm not just saying because my brother-in-law is mtsu love. <laughs> i like how they play they're fast uh they play a lot of good small ball um i don't know if they'll be i think they'll be able to beat minnesota yeah I don't know if they'll be able to beat Butler, but I think that they're going to Butler their hands. They're gonna, Butler's going to have their hands full in TSSU.
1: I mean, last year Middleton State was 15 seed and they beat Michigan State and ruined everybody's bracket, including mine last year. So this year they kind of get rewarded with a higher seed, but they've been they're the same team as last year, but better. Like they're they're more equipped offensively. They score like you said. They run and gun, and that's that's my pick also. I kind of went chalk basically. I went Carolina the one obviously. Um, I did Seton Hall over Arkansas. Eight nine matchup really isn't you know, that big of an upset because it's pretty common. Um, I went 12. Uh, Middle Tennessee State over Minnesota. Uh, Butler to beat with Winthrop. UC to beat the winner of Kansas State. Wake Forest. I think UC is pretty good defensively. They and, are. Um, they had a rough game today against SMU, but you know they can they can score. They showed when they played UConn and they showed um, they played Tulsa that they they can shoot the ball really well sometimes. Um, UCLA to beat Kent State. Wichita State to beat Dayton. I just don't think Dayton has what they had the magic a couple years ago and they made the Elite Eight run. And then uh, Kentucky to beat in KU pretty much standard but yeah there's intriguing matchups i'm with you middle tennessee state against butler that could be a good game and then um ucla uc that'd be a real good one just because if uc can hold them in defensively then he's got to put points up against ucla though
0: yeah i like troy calpane um i think he's a good player for uc I Just you know it goes back to that like is he gonna be able to hang with alonzo ball Yeah. There's, there, i don't think he can that's no disrespect to the kid by any stretch of the matter but uh, mine's pretty similar to yours i think we actually picked the rounds the same so Obviously, I took Carolina. I took Seton Hall to beat Arkansas just because I'm not blown away by Arkansas. I didn't think nope. they looked as good as everyone thought they did against Kentucky. I thought Kentucky really just destroyed them today. I took Middle Tennessee State to beat Minnesota. I think they're just too fast. It's been like, I don't really like Big Ten basketball. I no, I'm, I'm the same with SEC. <laughs> I'm
1: kind of like against it. I've seen UK run through the litter of them, and yeah. you kind of just get turned off by the style of them sometimes.
0: And I took Butler uh, just because that's you know, you got to take Butler in March. This is how it goes. I'm with you. You UC, see UCLA, Wichita State, and Kentucky. So I, I like the, you know, I think that those picks are pretty easy. Um, I like this UC team, man. I like what McCurran's done. I think that they can, they could beat UCLA. Oh, I don't be, think it's, a, I don't think it's unlikely.
1: They'd have to shoot real well, but defensively they have to lock in. Um, you see a lot of their stats. They give up, you know, sometimes they give up less than fifty points, less than sixty points in their games. But they are playing teams from the AAC, which only got two teams in. Um, kind of with you. Do they stop UCLA's offensive juggernaut, which is arguably one of the best in the country? Maybe not, but they're going to have to score really well. But it's not impossible. You just have to lock in defensively the entire time. And Copain might not guard Ball. It might be Johnson or um, Jacob Evans, but you never know. It's it's Anything that happened in March, a lot of these games will be close. So that's all you can hope for.
0: What would LeVar Ball say if the UC Bearcats, headed by Mick Cronin, beat UCLA in the tournament?
1: Uh, he, he would just focus on the NBA and say Magic Johnson's going to draft uh, <laughs> Only going to Lonzo. I I mean, he, I don't know, I think Steve Alford's going to get eventually tired of that, because his son, LiAngelo, is the next one to go there. He's a three-star prospect, not the greatest. He's kind of the middle package, like, you get Lonzo and you get LaMelo, uh, you're going to get LiAngelo at the same time, so... I don't know. I don't know if I would like a guy in my ear being there for, you know, six more years of my life just talking the entire time.
0: Oh, I know. Not to mention he's already said UCLA is going to win it all, which, like I said, I have no problem with him having that confidence in his son. That yeah. is great. That's how your dad should be. To an extent, yeah. though, like, he is, I feel like when when he goes on, like, Undisputed on Skip Bayless' the show, which is bad enough it is uh, already. Yeah. yeah. And then he talks like that. It's like, God, you're just not making this better. And then he does that whole feel about him being better than Stephen Curry, which, again, cool. Your kids, You have confidence in your son. That's great. But come on now. Let's be realistic. And
1: they wear – they don't wear their – like, their, the sons at least, LiAngelo and the Melod, they don't wear their high school warm-ups. They wear the baller brand T-shirts. And they have interview on Sports SportsCenter wearing the hats and the sweatshirts and stuff. Like, it's all about them. And you feel bad for Alonzo, especially, because you don't – you see the interviews with him, and he doesn't really talk about himself like no. that, way, which – it's kind of every player. He might be behind people's backs or might be behind cameras, and that's fine. That's how they should be. But, yeah, the dad definitely ruins it. Like, he said, LeVar said he was better than Michael Jordan in his prime. He could beat him one-on-one. I'm just like, you know, like, to a <laughs> extent you can talk all that, but then people are just going to start making fun of you, which I think is an ongoing joke for a lot of people around here. So
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's go to our Sweet 16 picks in the South. Uh, I have Carolina advancing to play Butler as much like in TSU, and I think they'll give Butler a handful. I think Butler wins that game probably that, like, 2-5-point to five point range. Uh, I would love to see UC win this game. I would love it, but I just I think Lonzo and, and Alford and career and are going to be too much. I took Kentucky because I think Monk and Fox are just going to be too fast. And Bam Adebayo is clicking at the right time yep. for them.
1: He looked good today in the SEC Championship. Um, I'm with you. I took UNC to beat Seton Hall, Butler to beat Middle Tennessee State, UCLA to beat UC, and UK to beat um, Wichita State. Kind of setting you up for the UNC-Butler, UCLA-UK games, which I have uh, Carolina beating Butler against them. They have Keelan Martin who's a stretch four that could give Isaiah Hicks some problems, but I think our guards are a little bit better than Butler's, and I think Butler's kind of a slow down. They'll play to your style, and if they end up running, Carolina gets the team running like they want to, then I don't know if a lot of teams can hang with them. And then UCLA, UK, I'm going to go with UK over UCLA. Just, uh, I mean, the game at Rupp this year, Alonzo uh, played great, offered, hit a lot of shots. TJ Leaf, that was the, like, the emergence of TJ Leaf. Yeah. He played great that game. I just, I'm with you. I think Bam's playing well at the right time. Derek Willis hit a lot of threes for him that knocks down some big shots. Dominic Hawkins is playing arguably one of the best basketball of, of his career in his, in his last year for the team. And you're right, Fox and Monk just clicked in. Like, these guys will go get 24 easy a night and, like, not hesitate. And it just comes down to, you know, who's going to get the last shot in that? It's a track meet. They're going to run up and down, up and down, and no, barely any defense going to be played. I'll just go with UK's offense over UCLA's.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, I think this is where we finally disagree. I took Kentucky in this game. Not that I wanted to. Uh, I just think that, you know... And I'm not just basing this off the Las Vegas game. Because yeah. the Las Vegas game was one of the best games of the year. Oh,
1: yeah. It's... It was an
0: awesome back-and-forth game. But I think that I like those kids of Fox and Monk just a little better.
1: Yeah. Oh, you should... I mean, they're... You know, it comes down to the one and duns against the veteran players. You got Barry, Pinson, and Jackson, the juniors against, you know, Fox and Monk, who are freshmen and it always brings back to the one-and-done argument that we always talk about. But... Yeah, I can see both ways. Um, I'll, I went with Carolina, just I obviously being my bias, but I honestly do think they're going to win. Theo Pinson, starting two for Carolina, did not play in the first game in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he's not an offensive juggernaut. He's, you know, more passing assist. He's a good rebounder. He's a good defender. And Monk had 47, and Fox had 24 against Kentucky or Carolina. So, like, I, I guess my personal thought and bias is that there's no way he can do it again, which, in reality, he probably could score just as much or even more against Carolina, but... I kind of went with that another track meet, probably in the 90s in the 100 range, first team to score 100 wins or last team to get the ball. Um, But, yeah, I kind of went Carolina over that just because I think Meeks is playing his best ball right now and Hicks is coming around if he finally gets out of foul trouble. And Justin Jackson's been playing well all year. So I think they're a more balanced offense rather than relying on one or two people like Kentucky do. I kind of feel like it'll come down to that, and I give UNC the edge on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can see it both ways. I think that I just feel – confident in kentucky in that case though you know it does go back to carolina plays deeper yeah and they play more guys and what does kentucky guys get tired of playing ucla like you yeah. said, that track meet so i'm i'm excited for it um i think it'll go it'll be great um let's so let's go to the midwest here real quick this midwest thing obviously kansas being the one um, i went kansas michigan state i think the michigan state will be miami just because it's izzo and if izzo is better than you he's gonna make sure that he you know it <laughs> yep and then uh i went I took Nevada as the 12 over the 5, as much as I like Iowa State. It's two small ball teams that really can make things happen. Uh, but I went with Nevada there. I took Purdue to beat Vermont. I'm, a, I'm all for Rhode Island, man. We were talking about the 41 on the air. I, I like how they play. They're fast. Um, you know, they have a lot of guys that can really – March is all about having the guards that can shoot, and they have guards that can shoot. So I have them facing Oregon. I went with Michigan over Oklahoma State because I think Michigan is just on fire. One of the hottest teams in the country. Yep. And, of course, UofL. Uh, doing big things there as well. So those that was my round two wins for uh, for that run.
1: Yep, I'm kind of the same with you. Obviously, Kansas, I don't think a 16 will be a 1 um, this tournament. So Kansas, I want Michigan State over Miami. Although Miami has played pretty well. Carolina handled them pretty easily in the ACC tournament. Uh, I think Malik, uh, not Malik, uh, Miles Bridges is playing really well for Michigan State right now. Michigan uh, State's big guys are coming along just fine. Um, and like you said, kind of Izzo... Against Larneraga, I mean, I'm going to give the edge to Izzo. He gets him going at the right time. And you know, a month ago, people were looking at him and not being a uh, tournament team. Now they, you know, they sneak in as a nine seed. Um, I'm going to take Iowa State. They look really good during the Big Twelve uh, tournament. You know, Monte Morris is great this year. His assist to turnover ratio is very great. Um, Purdue over Vermont. I'm with you. I think again is going to be too much for him. Uh, Creighton. I have Rhode Island. I'm with you. I have Rhode Island upset in Creighton. Kind of. They look really good through the atlantic 10 tournament and they play a fast style of basketball which and creighton's without their point guard who tours acl for the year so you know, that hurts being down a position of need we're going to be iona even though chris boucher towards acl and he's out which is a big loss to them i think oregon's guards will handle iona pretty well michigan to beat oklahoma state and louisville to wrap up um, jacksonville state
0: yeah so we're pretty similar there for the most part My so you having iowa state uh, overnight of nevada um but i have nevada beating purdue i have Phew. nevada Hanging out with Kansas in the Sweet Sixteen,
1: oh, man, that's gonna make a lot of Jayhawk fans happy. That's yeah, who they man, would probably this see. is gonna be
0: like if I w- if I put this bracket in and these upsets happen, I automatically win. Exactly, you I automatically you get, get the, the points.
1: Match. But if there's nothing worse than filling these things out. you know, like you take an upset and then you take an upset to win two games and then right. you're like they get beat by <laughs> 20 and you're just sitting there like why do I do these things?
0: And we're like Oregon to beat Rhode Island. I just think they're too fast. And then um, I took Michigan to beat Louisville. I think that the way Michigan's playing right now, how hot they are, how fast they are. It's, they are confident, they are loose. Um, you know the teams they beat in the Big Ten is being that it is the Big Ten, but beating Purdue is the one team they're beating Wisconsin there. Um, I'm I, I feel like the Wolverines got at least a couple wins under their belt. I think that they will be making a trip to the Sweet Sixteen and they will be playing Oregon. I do have Oregon defeating them. I have Kansas beating Nevada and I have Kansas beating Oregon in the Midwest. Yeah,
1: you know, I have kind of similar to you. I have Kansas playing Purdue though. I didn't trust the Wolfpack to beat Iowa State or Purdue. I think Caleb Swanigan is going to be too much. I have Oregon versus um, Rhode Island. I have Oregon. I think Dylan Brooks and uh, Dorsey are going to be too much for Rhode Island. Just one of those things. You kind of come off an emotional high when you get an upset like that, and it mm-hmm. just usually never pans out. Um, I'm taking Louisville, but I like what you said about Michigan. I wouldn't be surprised if they did win it. Michigan kind of showed you over the Big Ten tournament that they can play whatever speed you want them to. Purdue plays a kind of upper-tempo basketball while you got Wisconsin. who slows it down and makes you value every possession. And Michigan kind of played really sound today and got their shots they wanted to. Louisville will be the kind of team that will speed you up, but at the same time, make you. they'll press you and fall back into a 2-3 zone usually. Um, I took Louisville to beat that, so that sets up the Sweet 16 of Kansas and Purdue and Oregon-Louisville. Uh, kind of went with Kansas over Purdue just for the simple fact of the guards, Frank Mason and Devontae Graham and Josh Jackson. Um, they're playing great this time of year. Um, Josh Jackson, you know, was suspended the first game of the TCU game in the Big 12 tournament, and that did cost them, and they lost. But, you know, when he comes back, they might be, they might be determined in – I had their sights set on Purdue and locking in for the final four. Purdue might give them some problems with Swannigan because, like, Landon Lucas is the only big guy that Kansas has. And if Swannigan gets in the paint and gets his touches, it's going to be really tough for Kansas to stop him. And looking at the bottom side of the bracket, Oregon versus Louisville. I went with Oregon, which I don't know why I did it. But Dylan Brooks, like I said, he's a gamer. And they got to the Elite Eight last year. And I feel like guards do win you in March. So Chris Boucher, yeah, it'll it'll stink that he's out. But, you know, Mango, Mathiang, Grace Balding, They don't get a lot of points for Louisville off the like throwing into the post and whatnot, so I think the guards kind of dominate that for Louisville. But I think Oregon walks away because they have the better guards. And then the Elite Eight, Kansas, Oregon. I'm going to go Kansas just because I think Frank Mason to the Final Four this year.
0: We have I have Kentucky winning the South. You have to keep keep track if you're keeping track at home, which if you are, I'm impressed. (laughs) I have Kentucky winning the South. You have North Carolina. We both have Kansas. Um, let's go to the West here real quick. This is where it gets a little interesting. Um, one. How the hell is Notre Dame a five seed? I'm not just an ex Notre Dame fan. Like, they were the rudder up in the ACC tournament. A three
1: seed, by the way. A three seed in the ACC tournament, which shows that you know, they can compete with the top level. Mike Bray has been in the top, what, four of his first three years in the ACC. It's been great. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's. I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in basketball. Completely. Yeah. I, I think he's done great for the program. I'm with you. Notre Dame at five is kind of robbery. But, you know, it's set to with a great matchup with West Virginia in the second round, which kind of stinks to see that. But... Um, kind of Gonzaga is the one, which I'm okay with. Um, Arizona is the two. Arizona is the closest thing to being a one seed, so I think Gonzaga's yeah. fans are pretty upset seeing them there. But for the, as for their tournament, I went Zaga with, um, to beat South Dakota State. Northwestern Vanderbilt gave me a little headache, but I'm going to go with Northwestern. I think their first tournament game ever, Chris Collins is a great coach. He'll get them pumped up to play. And Vanderbilt, although they did look good in the SEC tournament against Florida, they did lay an egg against uh, Arkansas, got beat pretty sounded. And they've also been susceptible to give up leads. They were up 20 at Rupp Arena against Kentucky, and blew that one away. So I'll go Northwestern to beat them. Notre Dame to beat Princeton, I think they'll handle them pretty fine. Bonzi Colson's playing better uh, as well as anybody in the country. West Virginia, the BCC player of the year. Oh come on, Jackson was smooth, man. Don't start that. Uh, I'll go West Virginia over Bucknell. I'm gonna go Xavier. I don't know if that's hometown bias over Maryland, but I watched them in the Big East tournament. A tournament they had to play really well in to get into to get into the actual dance, and they handled their stuff pretty well. Tough three against Creighton to lose, but Akira's playing really well. Trayvon Blue's good. Quentin Gooden's coming around. He mm-hmm. had a lot of responsibility thrown at him when he wasn't expecting it. He's supposed to be the backup to Sumner and get some minutes, but then Sumner gets hurt. They're like, okay, you're running the show now. So. I'll go Florida State to beat Florida Gulf Coast. I think that's a sexy pick for all the announcers. They're taking Florida Gulf Coast over Florida State. Um, I just don't see it. Florida yeah. State's one of the deepest teams in the country. Dwayne Bacon, Jonathan Isaacs, Xavier Tan Mays, Michael Ojo, who's seven foot three, and then he's big as hell. <laughs> so um, VCU over St. Mary's. I took Will Wade and uh, um, Rams to beat St. Mary's. Early really wasn't impressed with St. Mary's when I saw them earlier this year. I think they're kind of susceptible to get upset right there. And then Zona to beat North Dakota State.
0: Uh, mine's pretty similar. Uh, I think we're gonna. I mean, so I went Zaga to win because obviously they're the one. Um, I like Vanderbilt in that game. I think that they're just a little better. And no, I mean, but the, you know, Northwestern getting the game for the getting the tournament for the first time is super cool. I love it. I'm still bitter. They beat Notre Dame in football a couple of years ago. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, that takes me to you know. I think Notre Dame will beat Princeton. I just think that Steve Esturia, they're veterans. Steve Esturia, yeah.
1: Bonzi Colson, two years in a row being in the lead eight, right? You, you know, know, they know, guys, how to win they, they
0: know how to play in this. And, yep. You know, and I mean that. a Jerry Grant, winch winning shot away from beating and stopping Kentucky's perfect season, and Mike Bray going to the Final Four, and kids going to Notre Dame. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. I like them. Uh, I like Bob Huggins' crew in West Virginia. They're fast. They're smart. They play good basketball. They don't turn over the ball a lot. They press you. Mm -hmm. and When they press you, you can't get around it. They're they're really good at that. I'm going to go with my beloved Xavier Musketeers in this one. Anyone who listens to the Corner 3 regularly hears me talk about how much I love David West. It hasn't changed. I think that I like what Maryland did this year, but Maryland is a year or two too late to be the Xavier team. Melo
1: Trimble came in as one of the best players in the country, had a great freshman year, stayed declined sophomore year stayed okay junior year and now he's a four year player. He's I'll a second round player. He's a second round If he round leaves pick. now or leaves next year he's second round. I think, you know, we'll take a younger guard over a veteran guard any day, so.
0: Yeah, so I'll take I think Xavier, like we said, JP Macura, Kayvon Blewett, Malcolm Bernard, Rashid Gaston. I think that those four going to be able to get them at least this one. Uh, I don't know about the next matchup, what I have them playing, Florida State. I was a big fan of Florida Gulf Coast, man. Like anyone that year, they made that run. Dunks do lock. They were fun. Yeah. But Dunks do lock is not going to be able to beat this team. No.
1: They're, and it's in Orlando. You know, Florida State, it's kind of one of those things, Kentucky's going to face it, and Florida State's going to face it. They're going to be like, look, you can't lose to Little Brother, or like a Little Little Brother in this case. Like, you cannot lose to these teams. you got to go out. you got to win. And... It's gonna be good for UK, and I always say this in the tournament. You always want your team to play on the second day of the tournament. Yeah. You want an upset to happen that way. Your coach is like, "Look, like anybody can be beat." So I'm with you. I don't think Florida State even comes close to losing, but who knows? They might lose. So
0: yeah, new VCU. I think that they're again. It goes back to that knowing how to play in the tournament thing, and they certainly know how to. Uh, even without Shaka Smart there, and then of course everyone like everyone else, I'm taking Arizona. I think that they're you know awesome. They were the closest team to a one, like you said. I 100 percent agree with that. And then, so, I guess that's easy to say. So, going to the next, to the next round, uh, Zega gets through Vandy. I think Notre Dame does end up beating West Virginia because I think Bonzi Colson is just unbelievable right now. As much as I would love to see Xavier pull out the victory against Florida State, I just can't see it happening. And then Arizona winning that one. And then here's where it gets a little fun for me. Yeah. I've got Mike Bray and crew making their third straight trip to the lead eight. I think that they're I think they're better than most TV people give them credit for. Yeah. I don't know if they're necessarily better than Gonzaga, but they know how to get deep into the tournament, and I think that's going to be a big factor there. But I have Arizona beating Florida State, and as much as I would love to say Notre Dame is going to the Final Four, they are not.
1: Three straight years lead yeah, eight. Yeah, <laughs> three
0: straight years lead eight. They're, they're there. Yeah. they they're got to get over the hump. They will. And if Arizona... And Sean
1: Miller finally gets over his hump and gets right. Notre Dame. So, uh mine's kind of similar. I got Gonzaga. I'd have them beat Northwestern. So the eight nine. I don't have a lot of eight nine upsets um, this year. Gonzaga beaten Northwestern. Notre Dame to beat West Virginia. The thing about West Virginia is, yeah, they'll press you and they'll ter- make you turn it over. But you got Matt Farrell, Steve Estoria, VJ Beacham. Like those are guards who know how to take care of the ball. Like when they break the press, they're gonna have layups. And Bonzi Colson is one of the most aggressive post players in the entire country. Like he's six five and he has his way. Like he watched the Duke game. And he was just getting layups, layups. And, Draymond Light. Exactly. He's he's tough. Um, so I think. The press, you know, he's going to have to call that off because West Virginia, or Notre Dame is going to break that pretty easy because Farrell is a great point guard. So once that happens, West Virginia's defense isn't, you know, they're going to look for the open ball cutter and screeners. Then I got, um, with you, I got Florida State beating Xavier. You know, Xavier's eleven seed for a reason. They lost Sumner, who, you know, was arguably they could have kept him in the top 10 all year. But at the same time, Florida State's deep, so they could run, run, run. And then when Xavier gets into their bench, I think Florida State's going to start to pull away uh zone over vcu uh kind of no no brand there i think if Zona's is playing their best basketball which i think they are right now they're going to kind of breeze through the bottom half of the bracket On back up i'm with you i got Gonzaga to lose to Notre Dame. Notre Dame going to the Elite Eight. Same reasons I just mentioned. Matt Farrell, VJ Beachum, Steve Astoria, Bonzi colson They know how to win. Mike Bray's—he Don't forget Matt Ryan. Oh, of course. He doesn't there's miss. A, there's a six-man six <laughs> on the bench who doesn't miss. And Bray. I'll give Mike Bray credit, too. He's, a lot of coaches don't. They stick to their game plan. And they're stubborn, and they're stubborn, and they'll run their play, and if it doesn't work, they'll talk about it in the post-game conference. But Bray makes adjustments probably better than anybody in the country. He knows, and he calls the perfect timeout to get them in the rhythm. And I think... I think Gonzaga exactly, Notre Dame the Sweet Sixteen will be a game that he knows he can get, get the lead, get his players out early, and I think they'll end up winning that. But Zona beating Florida State, I don't, I think that'll actually be Zona's toughest game in this bracket because Florida State's got the big guards that uh, Arizona, like Alonzo Trieris, Dwayne Bacon, will be a really good NBA matchup, kind of. But players are projected to go. And then I got Zona beating Florida State, Zona beating Notre Dame to go to the Final Four. I think Laurie Markian is going to get Bonzi Colson out of his comfort zone, get him out on the wing, which is going to set up the guards to drive. And I mean, even though. Matt Ryan or uh, Farrell's really good point guard, you know. And you got Alonzo Trier on the point and Parker Jackson Cartwright. They get in the lane pretty well. That's going to open up a lot for Arizona's offense.
0: Yeah, they do. So we have two of our three so far. That brings us to the last region being the East. <sighs> this is going to be a hard one for it's, you. I think
1: this is the toughest. Obviously, usually I say Duke get the break in the tournament. I always joke around with my friends who are Duke fans, but this year when the East bracket came out first, I was like, "Man, like I saw Virginia's first or uh, Nova's first half and I was like, wow, that's pretty tough." And then I saw Duke and I saw Central matchup with Marquette or Baylor. I'm like, wow, like this is that's pretty in depth. And I was like, okay, so who's not in Carolina's bracket right here? So, <laughs>
0: right. so yeah, I'm with you, man. So Nova, defending champions, obviously Number one overall seed, had a great showing the Big East tournament, a great showing all year, really. Yeah, they,
1: they're they're locked in. Yeah, I mean, they were
0: they were awesome. So, um, I went with Virginia Tech to beat Wisconsin. I just think that. You know, the Virginia Tech team you saw that beat Duke, they're not too far from being that team every night. No,
1: they look good in the uh, ACC tournament. They beat, um I forget who they beat. They lost to Florida State. The game before that, I think they played Wake Forest. They looked, I mean, they look pretty good. The yeah. Seth Allen's a really good three-point shooter, and Zach Ladez is small, kind of like Bonzi Colson. The dude's a rebounding machine. He'll get 14 to 15 a game, and it's one of those Buzz Williams gets him locked in. And if they play their style of basketball, they're pretty tough to beat. So I'm with you. I think they'll beat Wisconsin. Um Ethan Happ's really good for Wisconsin, but it's been a down year for them. I think they're under-seeded though. I think they're definitely higher than an eight, but never know though.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. So I was so close picking UNC Wilmington because of again, it goes back to you need guards that can shoot in the tournament. Yeah, and they have that, but. You know, I think Virginia just the body frame. Um, I think they're gonna be pissed off after losing the ACC tournament to yep. Notre Dame.
1: They they had a weird stretch. You know, beginning of the year they were tough, top ten team. Ended up losing the when they lost to Nova and Philly by two, that kind of like sent them down like a rabbit hole. With just a couple of losses, they lost seven or eight games in the ACC acCC regular season. Ended up beating Carolina at um, at Virginia, kind of set them back on the right path. But I'm with you. I think they're. You know, they play this such a weird style of basketball that make you value every possession that Kevin Keats and Wilmington are gonna have to, you know, not be expected for. But I think they're gonna sweep by London Prentes is a senior. He's been to the Elite Eight, been to the Sweet Sixteen, so he knows how to win too. So I think I value that a lot in the tournament.
0: Yeah, now that next game being Florida and Eastern Tennessee State University. I like ETSU to win this one.
1: They're they're another team that a lot of people are picking to win. And Florida kinda coming off a bad vanity loss, that's scary.
0: Florida's twenty point win against Kentucky at home. That was their stairway to heaven yeah. their illmatic album yeah. yeah that was like they're like we did this and then since then they've had some good wins but like they beat missouri bad you know yeah. like everyone okay. did
1: that's the bottom of the pit yep
0: right you know and then like but every time every other time they had a chance to win like a big game they couldn't they they were a big and rough yep. they were a very big yeah and blew it so um that game could probably be like that Cleveland Cavalier-Houston Rocket, like, 95 three-point shots taken in the game. In uh, the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, Eastern Tennessee, they like the run, and I think that's the key to an upset. you got to get a team that plays fast. you got to get a lot of shots up, and you got to make a, a lot of threes. Like, if you're going to upset them, like, 14-3. That's not the most unheard of upset of all time, but I'm with you. They got to. It's got to be a track meet, and that's the only way Eastern Tennessee has a chance.
0: Yeah. And then I went, um, I took SMU to beat either Providence or USC, which I think USC will play them in that game. Mm-hmm. I think what you saw from them in the American, the, the conference championship game against UC is who they are. Yeah.
1: I mean, Larry Brown walked away at a bad time. Yeah. That's a pretty good team. He's an idiot.
0: Uh, Baylor, I have beating New Mexico State. Um, I did go with Marquette as my 10-7 victory over South Carolina. I think that they're just, they're experienced. I don't think South Carolina is as good as a seven seed. And Duke, of course, being Duke. They are super hot right now. Um. Jason Allen obviously being a veteran. Jason Tatum might be the most pro ready player in college. Yep. So I yeah. That was painful to say but I went with that. <laughs> All
1: right. My picks kinda of went with Nova again to beat uh sixteenth seed. I went with Virginia Tech, like I said earlier. I think Seth Allen, Zach Lade. They're experienced guards and a big guy. Um you know, Wisconsin does make you value every possession, but Virginia Tech, down and shoots like 46% from three. So if you can space the floor and get open shots against Wisconsin, you're going to have to beat them. Um, Lede versus Hap is going to be awesome to watch. And kind of a toss-up, either way, a pick like this doesn't really matter because I think either team can give Nova a good game, but at the end of the day, Nova's going to win. Uh, going to Virginia, UNC Wilmington, we just talked about it. I think Virginia values the ball too much and has just a set motion offense that they run that Parentes and Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy are going to get into. I think Virginia will win that. Um... I'm with the Eastern Tennessee State. I just don't like what I see from Florida. I'm, you know, that, like you said, the game against Kentucky, that was their moment. And now if that happened two weeks ago or a week ago into the SEC tournament, maybe I'm higher on Florida, but I haven't seen much from them in the last two weeks, so I'm going to kind of ride with Eastern Tennessee State. SMU over Providence, same reasons. Jimmy Ojale, he's I mean, he's tough. Uh, SMU leads the post, spaces it out, kicks out for threes. They're kind of a well-balanced offense, and they're kind of as much as hate as the AAC does get. Cincinnati and SMU are good teams. I wouldn't right. want to see either one. So I'm kind of I'm kind of glad SMU. I think they're undefeated as well. Like and the six seed's kind of low for the conference champ. I went with Baylor over to Mexico State, even though Baylor is susceptible to losses like this. Georgia State, Yale last year. They were uh, Georgia State beat them. They were a three seed and Georgia State was a 14 seed. And last year Yale was a 12 and Baylor was a five. Like it's setting up for another Scott Drew upsetting day in March. But I'm gonna give Baylor the nod there. I went Marquette. I don't like South Carolina. I watched that game against, uh, was it Alabama they played? Yeah, Yeah, Alabama, and that was one of the slowest basketball games. I think they both shot under 30%. Like, it's not. P.J. Dozier and uh, Thornwell for South Carolina, they're really good players, but Frank Martin doesn't really do a lot with talent. So I'm going to go Woj and Marquette just to set up the Duke matchup. And then lastly, the two fifteen matchup, I got the other team from Durham. Duke, I think they'll beat Troy pretty handily, even though as much as I pray Get another Lehigh or Mercer moment. It's not happening with Troy.
0: Can we get CJ McCollum? To yeah. Play <laughs> Can he
1: play for Troy? Because I don't think <laughs> for it's gonna, a night they he, they still might lose. So. Yeah. You're right.
0: <laughs> Gosh, that was the coolest. That was one of the coolest games. Ever. That was
1: in Greensboro, Carolina was also playing there, and the whole you could you could see the whole stadium just packed with Carolina blue, just cheering, going nuts, and CJ McCollum did what he wanted that year. It was awesome.
0: It was awesome, and now the Blazers are trying to decide between building around him or Damian Lillard, which is really stupid. Yeah. But we'll get to that another time. <laughs> so that brings us to. Um, took Nova, Virginia, Baylor, Duke be the Sweet 16 games there. Uh, I'm going to go with Nova and Duke. I think that Nova has certainly earned what they have. Yep. But I don't think they're going to be better than Duke. I don't care if Duke plays six guys in that game. Those six guys are better than what Nova puts on the floor. I think Jason Tatum is just unreal, as we know. Um, and I, th- I think they're just going to be a little too much. So I think Duke is a survivor of the East.
1: Uh, that, that pains me to hear just because I do not want to see them in a the championship. But I'm with you. I went Nova, Nova UVA, second round in Sixteen. Sweet 16. I beat, had SMU to beat Duke. Sets up the semi-Ogele versus Coach K transfer game that everybody wants to see. Um, kind of going back to the Sweet 16 games. Nova versus UVA, that'll be a good one. Another matchup they had in Philly that uh, UVA was right down to the wire. I'm going to take Nova, though. Chris Jenkins starting to hit shots. Uh, Dicenzo for Nova's good. Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, who might win player of the year. They're just a loaded, well-oiled offense machine. And Jay Wright just has those guys ready to play every night. Um, I'm going to go Nova to advance to the Elite Eight. I'm going to take Duke to beat SMU, kind of like you said. Duke's the most talented team in the country. Like, Nard, Allen, and Tatum shoot threes. Frank Jackson's hitting shots, and he's probably the key. And Grayson Allen coming off the bench is just such a nice move for Coach K. Like, they bring an offensive player off the bench, and they just continue to hit their shots. But this is where we're different. I'm going to take Nova to beat Duke. I think think the key matchup, you know, Jalen Brunson against uh, Frank Jackson, I'm going to go kind of toss up. I think Frank Jackson's more athletic and can bring more to the offense. But uh, Brunson knows his role hits the open shot hits guys in transition Josh Hart versus Grayson Allen that can be a toss-up I'm gonna give it to Hart the guy knows how to win like so but the key matchup I think it's Chris Jenkins he's gonna be the forward guarding Tatum and he Jenkins can go in the post and get layups on Tatum because he's much bigger and stronger but he can also stress the floor so if Duke does bring in a Harry Giles or bring in a Neil Jefferson to guard him like Jenkins can get out on the perimeter and hit a lot of shots so and kind of continue I think Jay Wright kind of gets him back to the final four as much as it's hard, it hasn't been done since oh six, oh seven, you know, back to back years. I think Nova's I think they're better this year than they were last year. Yeah, they lost Archie Diagno and the big guy, but at the same time they're they their guards got better and Jenkins is just as good still. So I'm gonna go Nova to get to the final four.
0: All right, so let's pick our final four ones here. I've got Duke and Zona, and then I have Kansas and Kentucky. You've got Nova Zona Kansas, North Carolina. Yep. So either way I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> not the most uncommon pick so
0: yeah i think for uh let see i'm gonna go yeah duke beating arizona for all the reasons we've mentioned throughout yeah. this whole show i just think that they're gonna be too much and it's coach k on a team that's on fire and cannot you know take it cannot take a not skip anything right now unless it's grace Snell putting his feet up <laughs> um as much as i love arizona i love sean miller i thought he did great things at xavier Wish he, i don't wish he was still there actually i prefer chris mac yeah um but i think they're and then on the other side I'm going to take Kentucky to beat Kansas. I love Josh Jackson. Love him. But it comes down to it. Are his teammates going to be able to step up and beat Fox, Adebayo, Monk, Willis. (laughs) Yeah, again, you're right. And then, you know, Kentucky has got a lot of revenge games on the way to the national championship this year. So I think Kentucky will once again, they'll beat Kansas this time. They beat UCLA. I think they play in the national title game. Uh, So that brings Kentucky and Duke. Haven't had that title game since 78. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Could have
1: had it in 14 when it was the undefeated Kentucky team against Okafor, Jones, and Winslow.
0: Yeah, that would have been cool. I don't know, who who would you pick there? Uh, I'd probably pick Kentucky still. I think Towns would have been way too much for Jaleel.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at I mean, look at the price now. But Jaleel was a force in college. You didn't really know how he'd pan out. But yeah, I'll take the Harrisons wins and Devin Booker and Yulis off the bench over Tyus Jones and Allen. So yeah, I'm I agree. You. I, I would have took UK in that too.
0: So if I, I keep going back and forth on who I have to pick, I think if I have to pick one right now, gun to my head, I take Duke. Ugh, it hurts. I hate. I know. Either yeah. way, it hurts. Yeah.
1: It's like picking... put it this way: if your bracket gets busted and Duke doesn't make it, you're going to be happy. So it's not yeah. like you're going to be upset.
0: Yeah, it's it's like picking Trump again. You yeah. Know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went, mine, kind of different. I went Nova, Zona. Um, I took Zona, I think. All the reasons I said that uh, Nova's going to beat Duke, you know, stretch the floor with Chris Jenkins. Laurie Markian has been one of the best players in college basketball. That A lot of people who follow the game and understand it, they talk about Laurie, but he's going to be a lottery pick, and a lot of people are going to be like, who is this white dude from Arizona? And like, they're going to see like he's amazing. He is a, um, he's amazing. He's going to be a good Nick. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> another <laughs> four Zingas. They're going to start both of them. But I went with kind of with the reasons. Alonzo Trier, ever since he's been back, Arizona's probably played, been locked in. They have Ristic, who's a great offensive rebounder and just a force rim protector in the paint. That kind of spaces the floor for Laurie to go out there and shoot threes and drive. And Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, his turnover ratio is really good. I went Zona to beat Nova. On the other hand, I have Kansas and North Carolina and kind of Royce kryptonite, other than not calling timeouts and stopping runs. I'm going to go with Kansas. Uh, Frank Jackson and Devontae Graham are two guys that space the floor and hit threes, and that's what Carolina is susceptible to giving up. So, I do think Carolina would have the inside advantage against Landon Lucas um, and Carlton Bragg for Kansas. But Josh Jackson over Justin Jackson. Like, sorry, Justin. I know you're AC player of the year, but you're not going to stop him. And I'm going to go Kansas beat Carolina, much as that pains me. That sets up the uh, national championship on Monday for Arizona against Kansas. And, you know, it's in Phoenix. So, you know, Arizona's going to be pumped and live in there. Um, kind of all the reasons I talk about Kansas could be getting beat. The big guys coming back to him. I think Laurie Markian is the best player, like one of the best players in the tournament. So, I'm going to kind of ride that hot streak, and I think Sean Miller finally gets over the hump, and it's one for him and for the Arizona.
0: So, in that case, you're taking Lori Mark to be a uh, tournament with outstanding player.
1: Uh, I'll go Alonzo Trier, just because guards, they give it to guards a lot. So. Yeah,
0: I'll say mine's definitely going to be Tatum. Yeah,
1: uh, he, he's great.
0: Yeah, if Kentucky yeah. wins, mine will be probably Monk. Uh-huh, yeah. I
1: mean, you look at can, the, the recipe Kentucky has this year set up when they lost to UConn, Shabazz Napier, and Aprian, uh his name, uh, Boatwright, Ryan Boatwright. So you got two guards, Fox and Monk. Fox and Monk, you know what I mean? People are gonna be ready for that. And they're it's one of those things, Kentucky rolls the ball out and says, Okay, we're gonna score 24, and you just beat us and stop us. That's how you beat us. And then don't, yeah. Monk hits a lot of th- Monk will have two points in the first half, and you'll look at yourself and be like, All right, we're holding them. Then I'll drop 30 in the second half, and you're like, What just happened?
0: He does, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> they're awesome. They're, I mean, I hate to say how awesome they are. But they you are. don't hate the players. No. You don't.
1: I mean, a lot of people who listen to this, they might be from out of the area. Kentucky fans, there's good ones. There's, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's probably awful UNC fans in Chapel Hill. Oh, and yeah. And there's Dernone. bad Notre Dame fans. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. But, you know, hearing that they don't stand a chance, and every time I say that I'm a North Carolina fan, they bring up the, the academic uh, eligibility problems and stuff, I usually look at people and say, you care about college educations. Right. i like, don't. what do you mean? You don't? I'm like, you honestly sit down and just talk to yourself that you're mad that people may take fake classes. Like, get over yourself. But... That's what you're talking about. But you don't hate the players. Cal sells himself really well. The players are great. They get to the league. They're really fun to watch. Like, who doesn't like John Wall and Towns and Booker? Like, right. they're great. So, they, I mean, Cal gets them ready. Even when they're not as good as they are in the regular season, they play well in March. So, it would be interesting to see. You no, know, it's two weeks from, or a week from now, Thursday. <laughs> This this bracket might be busted. We might be talking about something different.
0: Yeah, I mean, for all we know now, like you know, like I said, with the whole NKU thing, like we know who of our friends that are Kentucky fans are assholes. Yep.
1: (laughs) Anybody who's like, oh, I hope they beat NKU by forty. I'm tired of seeing NKU people say they're gonna win. Like, what do you want NKU fans to be like? We're gonna lose by thirty. That's that's our message. Like, no, you want them to be confident. You want them to talk crap. Like, it makes it fun. Those kids from NKU are pumped to play that game. So yeah,
0: they are, and I'm I'm so excited for the tournament. Taylor, round two of this. Maybe we got to do one final four week as well. Yeah. So, thanks for this, man. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys. going to wrap up this week's edition of the Corner 3. Be on the lookout this week for some couple new episodes, including our first episode of Here Come the Young Guns. We're going to break down some different NBA drafts in history, starting with the 1984 draft. Myself and Mr. Ben Brown. And, of course, as always, Friday afternoon, you will see our brand-new episode of the Corner 3 podcast. We're all going to talk about my trip to the queue for the first time. Can't wait. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.